Good morning, everybody from Asheville, North Carolina. I'm back in Asheville this week. Welcome to episode 144 of The Glow Facebook Live. Coming at you on Facebook Live. You'll also be able to hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Welcome, Z-Rock. Uh, YouTube. There's a bunch of different places you'll be able to catch the replay. Really happy to be with you. Really blessed to be here together. Really blessed to have Z-Rock Khan with us today as our featured guest. And excited to dive in with her. Another person that we have just amazing conversations together. And it's like, we should share these with people. And so that's what's going to happen today. So we're looking forward to that. When you're entering, you can share where you're from. Um, hit the heart button or the wow button. And uh, feel free to comment anytime. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to share. Um your, your perceptions on things as we move forward. Um, I had a really great retreat this this past weekend. Really beautiful. Big Glow Retreat, the four levels of love, kind of a different format. But it was really beautiful to, um, to move through these levels of love, self-love, one, love of another, love of community, family, and then love of all that is. And it was really beautiful to move through these levels and kind of recognize how the self-love and the love of all that is are ultimately the same. You know, this recognition that everything that we see, everything that we experience, everything that we encounter is a reflection of this one self that we are. So it was beautiful to share that with a group of people and move through that together. Um, it was really just a, and to kind of end in this space of, of being in that and being in the awareness of this essence of this unified field together it was really it was really beautiful welcome phyllis welcome jordan welcome ida welcome jacqueline welcome bill welcome cheryl welcome everybody thanks so much for for being here uh welcome annie what a beautiful group of beings we have here together so that was beautiful and then kind of this kind of after this kind of joyous exhaustion sets in afterwards and just kind of, you know, kind of resting and recuperating more yesterday. Welcome, Jane. And um, looking forward to some, some upcoming retreats coming up in Stockholm, Sweden, and Italy in June. There's information below to tap into that. There's uh, personal coaching sessions you can tap into. The books, The Big Glow and the Wow of the Now. Did I mention who I am? My name is Brian Piergrossi, author of The Big Glow and the Wow of the Now, life coach, retreat facilitator. This is episode 144. It's been a really joy to do this, and we've had some amazing guests on. We've had um, some mutual friends of Xerox and I. One of them is Ash Ruiz, who was on a couple weeks ago. Val Tagnini was on last week. Dale Allen Hoffman was off a few weeks ago. Was on a few weeks ago. John Stringer was on a few weeks ago. And um, let's see if we can get Z-Rock on and uh, delve into some fun things together. Okay, so Z, your camera, we have to get your camera on. So I see you're here, but your camera needs to be on. So just make sure your camera's on. And we'll have you on as soon as you're ready. So yeah, it was it was really it was really beautiful to to have that opening together and be in this community together, and then there's a sense of um, coming back to the world, right? But it's actually really a going forward, not going back, because the, the world that you left is not the same as your as what you're going forward to, because you've changed, you've transformed, you're in a different space in your life now, you know, you're in a different space of where you are, what you've opened to inside yourself. So you move forward into this new place and you come back to a place that looks familiar, right? But you're in a different space of evolution of opening in your, in your life of where you are. And so there's something powerful about getting away, removing yourself from your, your um, normal surroundings, your routine, and then coming back fresh, coming back fresh and opening yourself up to the next level of the journey for you with fresh, innocent eyes. 
that's uh, something really powerful about that and sweet about that. So Z, just check if your if your camera is working, and uh, and I'll just send you an invite, and then you'll be on. So we um, we have the weather here. It's been, I think most of the country, it's been most of America. I think the world, the weather's just been really odd, really funny the last few weeks, the last uh, well beyond the last few weeks, but. Um, But um, but uh, just I've seen Xerox message. But yeah, so it's been really cold. It's been uh, it's been raining and it doesn't really felt like spring yet, except for a few days where it's been in the eighties. But we've uh, we've kind of been oscillating between these different these different um, temperatures and just being with what is and aligning with what is. And um, really appreciating what's, what's happening. Yeah, let's have a let's have a community, a community co-creative effort to get Zero on the camera. Thanks, Jordan. See if you can use your see if you can use your iPhone, Annie. I mean Z. See if you can use your iPhone and see if that works. I know you're concerned about the signal, but um, I would try the iPhone and see if that that uh, makes it happen. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to share a few things that we got into yesterday in talking with Xerox that we're going to delve into. So some really fascinating things. You know, it's the sense of, we talk about spiritual awakening and, and I got into a conversation with a guy last night too, an elderly gentleman, friend of mine, and there's a sense of spiritual awakening. Is there a process to reach spiritual awakening or is it something that is, there's no process to reach? So I was discussing it with, uh, with this uh, gentleman last night and he was getting pretty heated, you know, pretty, pretty like agitated because he's been like putting energy into this process for, you know, decades and trying to use these different strategies to, to wake up and he's, he's not quite there yet. And, um, you know, um, I was, I was, I was explaining about, uh, we're talking about magic, you know, and the magic that's present, that's here, that's now and magic being a metaphor, a different way of talking about God, you know, we're talking about this divine essence that's here right now and this sense of being present of being present to the magic that's here right now of being present to what's here right now z try your phone your iphone or your any phone that you have try using your phone to get the camera to work that's my suggestion where you are right now. And it's such a fascinating thing because the ego wants to have some way to attain awakening, wants to have some way to attain enlightenment. But who wants it? The ego wants to attain it. So then there's still the ego and there's still this thing over here. So there's still this sense of the egoic sense of separation, something to achieve or something to acquire to add to oneself, to enhance oneself, right? Instead of instead of the recognition that there actually is no sense of separation, the realization that there actually is no sense of separation and there never was and there never is and there never will be. The recognition of the transcending the sense of separation, what's so amazing about it is it includes the sense of separation. That's what's so phenomenal about this awakening to the essence is that this this awakening to the transcendence of separation includes the sense of separation. If it doesn't include the sense of separation, then it's not all inclusive. Then there's a sense of separation from the sense of separation. So in other words, the way of saying it is non-duality must include 
duality. Non-duality must include duality. So that recognition is something that happens in the moment. You know, it always happens in this present moment right now. There's no way to create a strategy to get to something that's ever present in this moment right now. And that's something I was talking about with, um, with Z yesterday. And she was talking about it in the realm of Tantra, right? In the realm of Tantra and how people are using sexual practices, sexual techniques. And this gentleman I was talking to last night was also speaking about the same thing, using sexual practices and sexual techniques to come to a space of awakening, right? So she was saying like, you have great, you're trying to have great sex to wake up or trying to go in this deeper sense of presence. And she's pointing out how it's actually the opposite of that. It's actually the opposite of that. There's a sense of presence, which creates the great sex, right? So people are, people are sense of awakening, which creates the great sex. So people in Tantra are actually pursuing it backwards, right? And it's, um, it's a phenomenal thing to, to recognize that and to realize that, you know, the presence that's available in that regard. Um, so that recognition changes every aspect of one's life, you know, across the board. So Z's having trouble getting on with us. I can't send you an invite because you're already here. So there's no way I can send you an invite. You're already with us. So the only thing I can do is add you on the camera. But when I go to add you on the camera, it says that you don't have a camera. So it says can't bring Xerox on camera. They can't join you because they can't join your broadcast at this time. So that's the situation. So what you could do is you could you could type where you are and connect that way. You could use your phone and join through the um, through the camera there. Or we could ask you maybe get like an audio, like have a phone and call you here and like talk to you here and, and connect this way with the audio. That's possible. We just call you on your phone. So just let me know how you wanna how you wanna approach it. And all those options are are available. Meanwhile, how's everybody else doing? Let me see who else is here. Laura Lay, our beloved Ash. Welcome, Ash. Damien, Sylvia, Roxana, Lucy, Claudia, Olivia. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Sarah. Annie, yeah, we might need your phone. Annie, we might need your phone. So, but I love like just the sense of being in the moment and being in the state of presence and being in a sense of uh, just alive to what to, wants to arise next, you know, to what's here next, to what is true. What is, what is, what is the collective intelligence creating through us next? And I love the sense of not knowing. And I love the sense of being present to unfolding the next the next step the next step the next step and i love the sense of being in that space together and and the sense of not being attuned to a specific uh expectation of outcome 
but just being in the sense of the journey, the adventure together, and tuning into what happens next. <laughs> a poignant pause. Poignant pauses are really powerful, you know? It's like, I think some of the most powerful, if we think of conversation and we think of like conversation as like, the talking is like, you know, what's so rich, which certainly it is, but there's these, these in conversation, I find it's these moments of silence between us that actually creates, right, so much possibility. Exactly. That creates the sense of so much possibility. Um, and that's something that's really powerful, you know, to like acknowledge that and not try to skip it or bypass it. In fact, let's just have a poignant pause for a moment together, you know, just being present together, taking a breath, inhale, and exhale, inhale, and exhale, inhale, and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Inhale and exhale. Yeah, come on over, love. Where's the what's the phone part? We're going to give you a call, Z, and have you on that way. Where's the phone aspect? There's there's a sense in that, a sense of attuning to something new to allow new potentiality to come in, to allow sort of like a reset button, a refresh button to come into being which is uh, to feel the potentiality of what's here. So Z, I'm gonna have you on, come on through the phone. So send me your phone number here, because I can't. So give me your phone number. Okay, so he just gave me your phone number. So we're gonna put it in here. 970-239-1919. Call. Speaker. Welcome to Skype. Sorry, but we don't recognize the telephone number you're calling from. For security reasons, you will need to complete a two-step authentication process. <laughs> First, enter one of your saved phone numbers. Okay, and you gotta do that. Okay, we're getting closer, Z. Can you do that, please? We're in the process of calling you, but there's a bit of a challenge. It says, it says put in a number that you know. Just try it again. Try and recall it again. Oh, a different number here. Let's try this other number. Hi, Jessica. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Welcome, Lynn. What's it say? Not in service, that number. The number is not in service. Let's try the other one again. 970-239-1919. Let's just see what it says. No, but you have to, you have to keep. 
What's the idea, Jordan? Tell us the idea you have. By the way, it's good to see you here, Jordan. Temporary block. Oh, okay. Very well. So, um, neither number works for some reason, I'm being told. <laughs> so, the last thing to do, I can't get you on camera or on the phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. Messenger. Facebook Messenger. No, audio. Or, I guess maybe Messenger video we could try. Okay. And he's going to call you on fi on Messenger on Facebook. You calling? Is it ringing? It's ringing. It's ringing. Happy? Yeah, there we go. Hi there. Okay. Hi. Get over. Hi there. I've been, uh, and I'm not sure what's going on. Hi there. Hi. I have no idea what's going on. My camera is totally on. Everything is on. Okay. Well, this is cool because you're there. See that? Yes. That's yes. you. So now we can talk like this. Okay, so uh, everyone can see me. Everybody can it, but... see you. Okay. Everyone can see me. Can you all see okay. Z? Okay, this is good. This is really good. This is a, we're, we're inventing something like totally different right now. This is like never been done before, I don't think. Uh-oh. Are you there? Yes. Yeah, you're there. Yes, I'm there. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So hi Z, welcome. Oh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it was a challenge making it happen. Uh, but you know that's perfect because here you were talking about pausing and be allowing and uh, relaxing, and here we were. You know, I was just absolutely like laughing the whole time about this brilliance of what is. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So I was getting into some interesting, I was talking about like, um, how, you know, you, I thought it was interesting what you're talking about, how about, cause I, I know you, I think of you as like close connected to the, the Tantra community and you were talking about how, you know, in the Tantra community, there's so much this, this idea of like, uh, having, you know, the emphasis on great sex. And if you have this great sex, it's going to bring some sort of awakening or presence and you're saying that it's actually the opposite, right? It's actually the presence and the awakening that brings this other component out of it. Yes, you know, it's it's years and years and years and years of me um, actually being uh, and practicing Tantra. And while I was very, very, very glad to have um, experienced awakening experiences and also very much rooted in if I wanted to call it a genre, non-duality genre. And, um, and the realization came to me the more I was teaching others or sharing with others about 20 years now almost, that um, most people, because the egoic consciousness is so solidified in them, that um, when they go through some sort of physical uh, rooted activity, so to speak, first, where there is so many wounding, um, there's so many misconceptions about sexuality for years, and we've had, um, you know, been told uh, sex is bad, sex is horrible, or religious connotations, and um, morality, um, all of these things involved when one begins to explore their sexuality in an open way, in a relaxed way. Um, Many a times, the actual egoic consciousness becomes very uh, attached to performance, 
to wanting to achieve something, to acquire something, to get somewhere. Um, it starts with pleasure, mostly. Um, and then uh, some sort of, we, we talk about consciousness a lot in our neo-tantra, in our Western society, but um, there is no reference of um, just underneath this physical aspect. If you just look, although it's one, if you just look, there is this aware presence. Um, well, yes, it is true that the very nature of orgasm is that um, one can drop into this extreme space, this beautiful space of timelessness, pure awareness, no thought. Yet, when you don't have the reference of your fundamental nature, um, it's bound to um, get attached to the physicality of everything. And so, not many that will actually wake up through practicing all these sexual practices and um, expand their consciousness in that way in order to realize their fundamental nature. Um, so, yes, it is to first root in your nature, your core essence and who you really are. And then from there, uh, one can actually use uh, sexuality uh, via awareness to see uh, glimpses into your fundamental nature, which is you are wholeness and you're ecstatic. Uh, your true nature is surrender and relaxed. It is here now. It is uh, um, allowing of all things. There is room for everything. So, yes. Uh, precisely, this is exactly what I have uh, experienced and noticed and have observed for many, many years of um, practicing tantric practices and also then having um, deep meditative experiences of aware presence. Um, and I begin to see that that's what actually relaxed my uh, separation or my experience of separation with everything, rather than me going through sexuality or sexual energy, should I say? Yeah, and and I think it's it's really fascinating because, like I was mentioning, this gentleman I was having a conversation with last night. There's this kind of question of, well, how do I how do I wake up? How do I do it? And you know, he was expressing this kind of frustration to me of. I've been trying all these different, you know, kind of strategies. And I've been trying, trying these different practices. And I've been trying these different techniques. And, and you know, it's like this question of like, well, if there's a you that wants to attain something, then you're actually increasing the separation, right? So it's this really fascinating thing I find people of people making a lot of effort to try to get this idea in their head of what they think awakening is or what enlightenment is or what whatever the term you want to use, what presence is. And can you speak to that a little bit of what you what you see with that? Um, well, you know, I mean, I, I'm in a place in my life now that I don't really make any conclusions uh, about anything. So I, I don't know if, you know, what you were saying earlier, like if uh, one was practicing all these things so that actually, you know, that's what creates the ego to inflate. Um, I feel that um, the deepest aspect of oneself, like no matter what and what you're doing and how you're doing it, the clarity that you are is always already present. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The presence, that aware presence that we are, which constitutes this entire universe, which is also life force energy, um, which is, there's many words, stillness, silence, life force energy. It's always already present. Um, everyone is conscious of something. Everyone is aware of something. The question is, what are we aware of? What are we conscious of? So awareness, when awareness does not see itself, when we are not turning inwards to look at this substratum, which is, 
silent uh, wholeness, serenity uh, that is always already present, uh, the awareness itself that is uh, in total relaxation and is here as present moment, then I feel that we will get identified and hooked on our physical uh, aspect or our relative reality. I mean, it's it's very interesting for me to use all these words, absolute and relative, because they're not separate. It's yeah. emptiness, form, form is emptiness. Yep. Yet, that's all we've known is the this body, this identity, this um, gender, this uh, name. We are very identified as a society. Um, and when we are given something that years and years and years of suppression of sexuality and all of a sudden uh, one is introduced to this expansive way of experiencing sexuality or um, being okay with having several partners or being okay with, uh, you know, being uh, comfortable in your body and um, all of these things psychologically, I feel, can be very freeing. Yet, um, when one does not know your um, core essence, I feel that um, identification and uh, does not fall away. And then um, uh, we're we're doing everything to seek something, one pleasure. Inherently, nothing wrong or right about that, but just being identified with that um, is what you were just talking about presence itself and the practice of presence itself and realization and being familiarized with presence itself is one of the greatest work of us humans. That's something that we must look at prior to um, getting involved in all these things that's going to take us somewhere or achieve enlightenment. Um, I feel that it's these tantric practices here in the society are very, very, very good for initial space of freedom, but it's just only on a certain level of freedom, and um, which is very much rooted in relative, um, very seldomly that I have seen, actually never, that one awakens to the absolute and then closes the gap and then lives from that space um when they're not really introduced to their uh, true nature so tell us how this how did this journey start for you how how did this begin for you <laughs> oh lord 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 i am going to speak uh for the first time about this I've never spoken about uh, my awakening experience. All right, this is very exciting. Yes, because um, it's quite shocking for many people, and especially people who are affiliated with uh, religious, uh, organized religions, that may not sit well with them, but um, here it is. So when I was nine years old, um, I remember laying in my bed and... Um, uh, being alone and uh, some uh, I, I don't I can't recall how I began to uh, start touching myself and um, just begin to open to this really deep peaceful space and um, then I just kept uh, it was scary it was just so expansive that it was a, a bit scary and I was a little hesitant Yet I opened my eyes and I closed my eyes and then all of a sudden I could feel this infinite vastness and I could, I began to feel this presence and it, it was almost like someone was watching me. Um, and then I began to touch myself, um, in all over the body and also my genitals and self as they call it i mean i can elaborate that now and i can give it words now but as a child i had no idea except um i felt the deepest peace 
um, and and held in the sea of presence and um, and I would say that that was an orgastic experience, not necessarily genital oriented orgasmic experience, um, but um, orgastic meaning that life force that is filled with um, ecstasy, filled with bliss, filled with presence. And simultaneously, there I experienced deep sadness and I experienced deep darkness. And it was all there within me. And, and within me as in not this this identity, this personality, although, uh, of course, the experience was in the system. I can't really describe it. So I was with it for a long, long time. I don't even know how long. Um, and then um, in the background, because I come from an Islamic uh, a, a religion, I was born and raised as one till I was 14, until I left home at 16. Um, in the background, I heard uh, the calling for prayer, which is called Azan. Um, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, that was Azan. So they sing that for the neighborhood so that people can go to the mosque, especially men. Uh, and I remember just getting jolted out of this incredible, blissful experience into total contraction and total fear, total fear of this enormity that I just experienced. Um, uh, somehow this sense of constrictive, contrived uh, belief system of I was separate from God and then the wrath of God's going to come and hit me because I just felt this experience through my system, through this presence, through this body, through my vagina. Oh my God. So that was just, I just couldn't shake that off. Like at nine, at 10, at 11, I kept trying to go back to that experience by doing the same thing. And yet nothing really uh, was matching that experience so to speak and um <laughs> yeah it's interesting now that there is nothing there um that in and of itself is the clue that there is this no thingness yet um it wasn't until um at 21 or 22 when i was in europe i got really really ill um my intestines uh burst and I was taken to the emergency room and I died on the operating table. Uh, my heart stopped and then I came back. Um, I don't have any recollection of the first time, but the second time I went in again, my body couldn't handle these, uh, these surgeries. Um, I came back with a colostomy bag and I was in coma for 20 days. And that is when um, incredible uh, experience that take, took place. And I didn't know, of course, 20 days. I didn't know any time. I didn't know anything at the time. Yet I uh, was able to, at first, there was no movement. There was no body. There was just simple awareness. And um, in that awareness, there was that, just that. Um, but I can't tell you that just being in this deepest silence, this deafening silence, naturally. And then the next thing that happened was I heard my heartbeat as witnessing awareness, hearing my heartbeat. And, and that was just this, this delight, this ecstasy of, of being in this body, being this form. And then I still remember I couldn't find my body. There was no body, but just the heartbeat. And then I could, I began to hear people talking and nurses coming in and cause I was in ICU and talking about how I may never wake up or if I wake up, I will have brain damage and all these things. And, that, and now I had cognition. And then people talking about how they were angry at someone, like nurses talking. And I remember 
the first thought that came was, why, why are we uh, so distressed and in such darkness? Um, while the awareness continued, the infinity, the experience of expansiveness continued within me. And then, here, here is this the most amazing thing. And then, um, I, somebody was talking about the tree outside, one of the nurses, the tree outside was so beautiful. And I remembered this tree in my backyard, a plum tree where I used to sit, read with my tea and smoke a, a cigarette. I'd smoked Dunhills at the time and, and pet my cats. And I just, just craved this touch, this, this touch, this tactile love, this, this love that I had for my animals. And, and, uh, interestingly, uh, this craving of the addiction in the physical body, um, which was to say it was not nothing profound and spiritual here. Like, I mean, I feel it was profound and spiritual where that was the impetus for me to wake up, open my eyes. Because um, I wanted to live, I wanted to experience the body, experience the love, experience the touch, experience the, um, yeah, the addiction as well. And um, that which, uh, as, as total humanness, as self. And <laughs> that really took me on the search uh, across the globe, I would say that was the beginning of the end of the beginning as no end and no beginning. <laughs> so here we are. And then after that, of course, series of, um, and this is when I was 22. And so that was 27 years ago. And so series of, um, experiences that took place that confirmed uh, confirmed the very nature of us as, as the total wholeness. But I must say that just because I saw this pure awareness, experienced the pure awareness, did not mean that my suffering ended or my conditioning went away. This has been a gradual process of keep resting in uh, and going through the human uh, attachment and 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 human identification and the mind uh, uh, wanting or collaborating with the egoic consciousness, so to speak, as I see it, um, and uh, uh, seemingly forgetting the aware presence, which is never really the case. And all of these things, you know, people say it's very interesting. People say we have these criterias about all these spiritual teachers and books and things like that about how once you awaken that um and then you know there are stories like that ramana maharshi and arida there was many teachers but uh, in my experience but what i've seen um uh, it is really to learn to be totally human to accept all that we are and to see that that is our true, true nature that it has room for all all things, uh, it has room for, uh, it's, it's allowing, it's an okayness of all things arising, yet simultaneously being seen that that is not really, truly uh, you. You are is um, beyond that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't even give the description, so... You did a pretty amazing job. That was that was pretty that was pretty amazing. I think that like yeah, it's like what's so interesting to me is the talk of spiritual experience, right? But what you're pointing at, the way I hear it, actually isn't even an experience. In other words, if experience would cease to exist, what you recognize still exists, right? Yeah. So the experiences can 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 be different kind of experiences can be here, they cannot be here. But this essence of who we are is is unchangeable, is un is unshakable, and it also includes every experience. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And and what a relief! What a relief to know that. What a relief to experience that. What a relief to not have to reject oneself. Yeah. 
that does not mean that it doesn't arise uh, due to all of the innocent misperceptions that we've had, the messages that we get from our society, our culture. Um, um, I would say the, you know, the, the solidified uh, ideas and descriptions we have about what we should or shouldn't be that um, begins to then get embedded in our system, in our nervous system, and then we're repeating cyclically those ideas about lack and all of uh, uh, self-deficiency. Um, so, yeah, that does not mean that it doesn't arise in most of us even after seeing this uh, enormity, this inexplicable um, knowing that we are the intelligence that we are, the love that we are, um, it, it arises. But that's the trick, my friend. The trick is to not get hooked on it and to keep seeing this here whenever we can and then allow with this this space. Because when I say allow, you, there's nothing to do here. It's just seeing is freeing. Seeing is freeing. When you allow the thoughts that 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 root you in some sort of idea of this, I am separate. I am this separate entity. I am this uh, that something has to be defended. Something has to be uh, grasped, um, achieved. When those, uh, whenever we are rooted in that, there is enormous suffering. I mean, that's the gauge. So just to see that over and over and over whenever we can um, brings about the revealing of our true nature, revealing of, um, aha, um, it has room for it all. Nothing to reject here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, what you're pointing at and what I, what I feel I'm pointing at we're in resonance with is the sense of embracing every experience, unconditionally embracing whatever experience arises in the moment as is um because it is and it's the it's you know it's so it's it, so what's interesting is that you know the religious background that you grew up in that i grew up in that most people grow up in um that's considered spirituality is sharing something really different than that you know it's like this is good this is bad this is this is the righteous way this is the way of the sinner Try to try to block out this part of yourself. Try to like, try to squelch this part of yourself, and I think it's it's particularly been really damaging around sexuality. You know, there's there's this such a deep sense of embedded shame and guilt that's in the collective consciousness just about having sexual desire, just about feeling sexual attraction, and like, why are we so weird about sex? And like you you know you had this amazing opening at eight or nine years old. You know, through this process of, of feeling in love with yourself and masturbation and like, why do we make these things so such a like something to be shameful of and guilt feel guilty about instead of loving these parts of ourselves, you know, literally? Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, from uh, from what I have observed and my my teacher uh, in East Indian Kerala. She's passed away. Her name is Sri Mataji. Very sweet little small uh, woman that was that was not famous baby. Baby. She was such an amazing um, teacher for me. Um, you see, she she really helped me see the um, power of and the beauty of um, love. And sexuality and sexual energy is another means for us to um, really deeply go into recognizing uh, that I am, my essence is love. Not before you actually recognize that you're present. I just want to emphasize that more. Yeah. uh, yes. Um, I mean, it can happen, you know, that's why I don't want to go into conclusiveness. I just want to emphasize that um, what I've seen over and over happen and where we veer to if we mm-hmm. do not recognize who we really are. Um, so uh, to answer your question, that because this energy is so potent, 
and so expansive because it is the life force energy. I mean, look around you, look at the trees, look at the uh, flowers, look at the nature. Everything is bursting forth in its full expansive uh, capacity. Like, wow, you know, here I am with, I mean, can you imagine like uh, roses blooming and saying, oh, I'm I'm so ashamed. You know, this, I mean, nature, we, we are nature, we are that, you know, we're, we're not separate from it yet. There's, this is the movement of the mind somehow where we've created all these ideas about our bodies and our sexuality because it could be such an amazing vehicle for transformation, for, for us to see no separation between us and life when we become so natural in all aspects of ourselves. And I feel that that is, that can also go the other way, which is when you are now seeing this power, because I mean, also look around in our, in many societies in this, we either exploit sexuality or, or shrunk, shrink from it. You know, uh, there's no in between. There's not not much written in s- spiritual texts regarding sexuality and religions. Um, is because um, uh, the the potency of this energy, this life force energy, awakens you to um, this uh, unbashed, outrageous, free uh, beings that we are. Yeah, and and so that. Oh, that's that could be very uh, threatening to, or have been threatening uh, to those who wanted to control uh, the human psyche, so to speak. And um, anything that um, is that expensive can also go the other way very easily when um, where we use that for power or manipulation or. Um, you know, there's a lot of dark things that are going on in society, and I would really love to put that, you know, like sex trafficking and, um, you know, as, as you're seeing that, it's appearing now that we have internet, we see it. It's been happening for eons. It's because of this suppressed sexuality. It's because of um, us not seeing that as the beautiful gift and an aspect to see anything we reject within oneself specifically something as natural and as ecstatic and giving you glimpses into your fundamental nature will ultimately express itself destructively and um so that's that's the control that we've all been in these the psychosis these neuroses of of not seeing um, the actual nature, the holistic nature uh, of self, and that wants to experience itself through this, through this form here in all its glory, <laughs> in all aspects of oneself, including emotions. That's another thing we must talk about. Yeah. Possibly, but how we see our emotions, how. Um, that's why this is what I share and I teach that with this presence to not, that's the first step is to not ignore the body. Although yes, fundamentally you are not that you're not your body. You're not your emotions. You're not your thoughts. Yet the teachings that I work with are sensation based to truly feel, feel and see that it's an energy arising that your fundamental self has all the room for, and it moves, it comes and goes, and then there is something that remains, which is that sturdy, pristine clarity, that intelligence that is depthful and loving and present. So, um, so yeah, so we have all these things that we've controlled over the years in society, and I mean, I don't want to. I've talked a lot about that in the past, and I don't really want to um, uh, go so too much into that. But we all know, we all have some sexual story that has just uh, disconnected us from really seeing the beauty of it. Um, and when one knows 
this substratum, this, um, some people can call it background of uh, serenity, wholeness that we are. When one begins to see glimpses into that, when one begins to experience that. And from that place, um, uh, experiencing sexuality is a whole another level. <laughs> You know, it's it's uh, it's of course different expression for different people. Um, it's never it's variety. Yet uh, how it's exper- experienced through me is an incredible another incredible opportunity to deeply love self, which is I'm talking about the big ass, the spiritness that we are, and also. Um, having that deep communion with uh, your lover or your partner or another being and being in this total space of being and allowing and allowing the body to do what it does and to be playful and to be joyful and to be present. Ah, that, yeah, you know, that's, that's who we are. That's really, really who we really are. So um, for me, it's such an incredible uh, one, another, just another aspect of, of, of the self to ex- opportunity to experience love fully. And I mean, I've had experiences where there's like, where's my partner begins and where I end, um, that disappears. So you, you are, um, you know, you are so deeply, uh, seeing the non-separation or the oneness mm-hmm. of yeah. yeah, the other thing that I think is really fascinating about I mean, it's so many amazing things that you're sharing. Um, the sexual energy is also the creative energy, you know, so when we suppress and we repress the sexual energy, we're also creating our innate, we're also suppressing and repressing our innate creativity. And, you know, you just find that people that have, and it's a journey for all of us, because almost, like I said, almost everyone in the world has grown up with this conditioning of suppression and repression. So we all have this journey of integrating these parts of ourselves and making them whole. But when you're, it's like, as you start to integrate and become whole, you start to become creative, innately creative too, because it's, it's, it's the same energy channeled in a, in a different way. And I almost think when you're talking about how, you know, this people were controlled, controlling their sexuality, it's like you're controlling their creativity too. And when you liberate yourself on this level, you liberate the innate cre- creativity and the on, the authentic essence of who you who you are to express itself in this yeah. world. Yeah. You know, so it's beyond just like having sex. It's like you know, poetry and music and writing and all sorts of things can come through you. You know. Yeah, yeah, and those things sometimes poetry and music um, are are the ways and the means through which we speak the truth. Yes. And we talk about um, anything contracted or contrived or deceptive in our cultures and in our societies. And, and we, we can talk about um, the, our true nature and the, uh, the aliveness of that. And so therefore that is being suppressed. So because uh, somehow the out of controlness uh, of this, yes. this idea of self is wrong. Yeah. yeah. To just be unbashedly yourself, to unbashedly uh, 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 allowing the experience of godliness through yourself is wrong. And, you know, that's that's really the message that we've all gotten in mm-hmm. so many different ways and incredible strategies that this egoic consciousness or this survival dependent nature that has come up with um, for eons uh, that does not allow us to experience this this fullness of being yes yes it's it's such a it's such an amazing journey to be on and to integrate and, and to make you know it's like to realize your whole self and like yeah. you know all these different things that you you're kind of resisting or you're suppressing you're it's all you it's all it's all the affections of yourself to to love you know and to embrace and yes. and to recognize as 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 the essence of who you are um what what's um we have a few minutes left and we definitely want to do a part two to like continue oh, but that would be- 
me, Brian. I'm so sorry that this all happened. Everyone who's watching this, I was so excited about coming and sharing myself and, you know, the half hour was just sort of gone. But um, I would love the part two, you know. Um, if we can do that, it would be lovely. Because part two, I really would love to talk about um, some of the things that I've noticed over the years as I've been teaching about, you know, just the idea of awakening and then, um, you know, this, the, the, our intimacy plays a huge role in that. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, that how um, we skip the basics a lot. We skip the basics of, uh, I mean, we have these experiences and then we think that we are our experiences. Yeah? Yes. You asked today, so I talked about my experience, but I know that experiences also come and go, but you know, the fact is that here we are and how we live and how we fully experience all of who we are um, is very, very important for all of us to really, truly know um, the nature of presence. Uh, that we are, uh, the very nature that can really re- reveal itself. And that's the journey of self-discovery. And also to really recognize the very nature of uh, the mind, which I share and teach. And uh, before anything, the very nature of our egoic consciousness and to really recognize that. And also to orient ourselves over and over again as to why spirituality is it just because we want to alleviate suffering or i mean is it because we really want to know the truth is uh, of our being is it really want to know uh the nothing nature and the everything nature of self um most of us i feel go into spirituality that somehow from the and it's all beautiful i must say but it, it's the stages where we go conceptualizing ah oh, i'm gonna rise somewhere and i'm gonna feel yep. good and I'm, yep. you know yep so i'm sorry I, I i don't know if we have time or not but um i can go on and on so yeah <laughs> I, I well you know, know what you know i just thought of that's really funny is like yeah i'm gonna arrive somewhere i'm, I'm doing this spiritual journey i'm doing this spiritual journey i'm gonna arrive somewhere and what's so what's so funny is you actually don't even know with your mind that you arrived anywhere. It's like if you think you arrived somewhere with your mind, that's not, it's, it's, yeah, that's, it's that's not a perfect sign that it's not it's not the truth. It's, it's my, our friend Ash, I love what he says. Usually he talks about who's got the problem with the ego. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, who's got yeah. The problem with mind, mind. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, that, that was an amazing impact, you know, when I heard that, it was just like, ah, you know, expansive experience of recognizing that, yes, when we want to uh, arrive somewhere, although I must say that there is a process uh, of knowing all of the things that I'm talking about, this is the years and years and years of observation, years and years and years of inquiry, self-inquiry, which is very important, which we don't know, um, there is there is the process of um, coming into, seeing into, being familiarized with this and making this more and more obvious, this presence that we are, um, that happens. But if we're, there's a subtle thing that if we're going, 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 going after it, see, it's so subtle because it's right here. And it's, it's right here. And, you know, so to speak, that's what yeah. you missing it that um up through the mind of course but it's just be still and know is, is a beautiful way of putting it it's it's here so um and then yes there they, they can very well be a process of um falling away of the conditioning and the rewiring of the body and the nervous system I and mean, people go through addictions and trauma and that blocks their ability to truly experience um much of being present here, um, experiencing all emotions and um, um, aliveness that we are. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much for being here, Z. It's so great to to reconnect. We were saying that, gosh, it's been too long since we've since we've uh, since we talked together, and yes. yeah, it's yes. it's special. So, yes, it is special. thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your yourself. 
about that? Starting yourself. And Zirak Khan, her name, ZirakKhan.com, where you can find out more information, right? Yes, and, and I will start doing uh, uh, some workshops soon. They will be in the beautiful city of Tepeslan, Mexico. Um, I will be putting out uh, information soon. It's starting September and October of sensation-based, awareness-based practices, including how to harness your sexual energy properly in order for you to have this experience of fullness, but not before one familiarizes with their presence, with the presence that we are. So, um, yes, so there's many exciting things are coming in. I mean, you and I um, uh, should connect and do something fabulous together. I Look think. for a retreat with Z, Z and myself, a part of it soon, everybody. Yeah. And, and Ash. <laughs> and Ash. Ash Ruiz, our buddy. And yeah. um, feel free to uh, continue to leave comments or questions in the thread here after we go, and and we'll stay engaged here. Yeah, and um, we shall see each other soon because this was so much fun. I want to do it again and yes. again. <laughs> Love you, Z. All right. See ya. See you on the next now. Thanks for being here. Be same back same time next week. Okay.